Today we finish our series on Peter, rock but sinful. Those of you who are joining us for the first time today, last Sunday we spent some time reflecting on the three times that Peter denied Jesus Christ when he said, I do not even know the man, Peter. Then on Good Friday, we walked along with Peter, and as we touched that empty cross, that cross that does not have the body of Jesus, we saw through the eyes of Peter how he certainly, even though he was not there the moment that Jesus died, he most probably went there that night and touched and knelt before the empty cross of Jesus Christ. Today, on Easter Sunday, we again have another gospel passage where we hear about the tomb is empty. Mary Magdalene is the first one to go to the tomb. She discovers that it's empty. She runs back. She tells Peter and John, and Peter and John run to the tomb. Peter, sinful, but yet the rock. I want to welcome today to our Easter celebration all of our family members and friends, maybe many of you who don't normally come here to St. Margaret of York, and we all know what it's like to be in a place or to be with people that we're not usually with, right? We all feel a little bit uncomfortable. We're not sure what to do. But I hope that here at St. Margaret of York, your experience is different. I hope that here at St. Margaret of York, when you come in this morning, and by the time you leave this morning, St. Margaret of York will be your home away from home. We are truly happy to have you here with us. Maybe here this morning, we might have some of you who haven't been to church in quite some time. Or maybe some of you, this is the first time that you're walking into a church. And that awkwardness that maybe family and friends feel because they're in a space and with people they're not used to, maybe you feel that a hundredfold. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Everyone around me seems to know what to sing and what to say, and I'm there just holding this piece of paper, hoping that no one looks at me. I want you to know that we are very happy that you're here. And not only are we happy that you are here, but you are the reason that we are here. I think all of us would agree that Christmas and Easter are very different. Even though Christmas and Easter are the two most important feasts the two most important days for us as Christians, Easter always seems to take second place. Think about it. With Christmas comes snow. With Christmas comes Christmas cookies. With Christmas comes presents. With Christmas comes Santa Claus. With Christmas comes Christmas trees. With Christmas comes Christmas carols. All these things that we love. I mean, who doesn't love Santa Claus? And as hard as he might try, the Easter bunny always fails. <laughs> it's true. 
how many of you have memories as a child sitting on the Easter Bunny's lap asking the Easter Bunny for what you want for Easter? We don't. We don't care about the Easter Bunny. But oh, Santa Claus, we will wait in line forever to sit on his lap to talk to Santa and to ask him for what we want. Christmas is very different from Easter. But I yet, yet I think the one thing that saves Easter's <laughs> reputation is that today is the day that we get to do all those things we gave up during Lent. If there's anything that we look forward to, it's like, yes, I made it to Easter. There's 40 days. I've given up all that stuff. Today is the day that I get to splurge. Today is the day, and most of us, we give up things that we like during Lent. So we, today is the day when it's like I can eat cookies again. I can eat chocolate again. I can eat sweets again. I can eat junk food again. I can watch those TV shows again. And we kind of rally around this one idea at Easter time, and it's like, yeah, okay, I get that. That can make me happy. I get to do the stuff that I used to enjoy doing again. Peter, after the resurrection, after Easter, what did he do? Peter went fishing. Peter, ever since he decided to follow Jesus Christ, probably didn't do a whole lot of fishing. He probably did close to zero fishing from the time he met Jesus Christ. Not 40 days, three years he had given this up. And what does he do at Easter time? He goes out to his hometown on the lake that he loved, and he goes fishing. He does that thing that he had given up. So if that's you today, if you feel like, yeah, that kind of sums me up, that kind of sums up my Easter joy right now, you are not in bad company. On the contrary, you are with Peter. Today in the Gospel, it says that Peter and John ran to the tomb. I'm going to stop right there. What does that tell us about Peter? That Peter ran to the tomb. John arrived there first. John looked in, and it wasn't for a while that Peter showed up. What does that tell us about Peter and about John, but especially about Peter? They weren't close to the tomb. They were far away from the tomb. Jesus had told Peter three times, I'm going to rise from the dead. On the third day, I will rise. And where is Peter? He is not by the tomb. Why? He doesn't believe. He's skeptical about this whole Jesus thing. If he had truly believed Jesus Christ, 
he would have been sitting in front of that tomb. Peter struggled to believe. Peter struggled and was skeptical when it came to Easter, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you're sitting here today and you feel that you struggle to believe, that you're a little bit skeptical about this Christian thing, this resurrection thing, you are not alone. You are in very good company because you are with Peter. But what happens with Peter? we go to that book of the Bible called the Acts of the Apostles, we see someone totally different. Throughout the entire gospel, it's always John who's leading Peter. It's always John who goes into the court of Caiaphas. It's always John who's there at Calvary in front of Jesus. It's John the apostle who is there and who runs to the tomb and reaches it first. And what do we see in the Acts of the Apostles? In that book, after the resurrection, all of a sudden, Peter is curing the paralytic. Peter is confronting the Jewish authorities. Peter is going out and proclaiming, do you not know what has happened? Jesus Christ is risen. It's Peter, Peter, Peter. He is a changed man. I think if we discover what happened to Peter, we will discover what needs to happen to me. What happened between the Peter that was skeptical and the Peter that died on a cross for Jesus Christ? Peter spent time with the Lord, and the Lord spent time with him. The Lord ate with him. The Lord drank with him. The Lord came into the upper room and spoke to him. The Lord appeared on the shore when Peter was off doing his fishing and prepared breakfast for him. The Lord, it didn't happen in one encounter. The Lord had to meet Peter over and over and over and over again. And after those encounters, Peter opening his heart to Jesus Christ, Peter changes from the skeptic the one who struggles to believe, to one who believes. My dear brothers and sisters, this Easter, if you find yourself like Peter, then follow Peter. Open your heart to Jesus Christ. Don't be afraid to let him in and spend time with Jesus Christ. Because if you do, you will be in very good company. Blessed Easter to all of you, and may the Lord's resurrection fill your hearts, fill your minds, and fill your lives with that hope which is ours as Christians. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. He is not dead. He is alive.